0: and those that will join us on podcast at 3cr.org.au.
2: Thanks for joining us. Stay with us and enjoy the episode. Nasser and Robert, good morning. Morning, boys. Good morning, everybody, and good morning, you
1: too. So... um this is another episode, and we have um, an important update. Not a good one, though. So this week, uh, our uh, prime minister announced... Um, well, last week, Yusuf. Last week. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Gave a very controversial announcement. Nobody expected that. and um, well, We
0: should say nobody expected, not his... Uh,
1: not, even, not even his own cabinet
0: members, not the defense chief of staff. So <laughs> let,
1: let's start from scratch. What happened last week?
0: Well, as we know, um, with Scott Morrison now being the the Prime Minister of Australia, and following the uh, uh, the downfall of Malcolm Turnbull, a by-election was called in the seat of Wentworth, mm-hmm. a seat with twelve point five to thirteen percent Jewish. Uh, constituency. I think it is twelve percent. Yes, twelve point five to thirteen um, uh, percent. And what we saw was the most extreme form of pandering to a uh, a, a group ever seen, I think, in in Australian democracy and a cheapening of our democracy to the point of um, irrelevance. And, and, you know, when we break it down, one of the things that we'll we'll talk about in a second, Yusuf, but the announcement was made on Tuesday Mm -hmm. with the former ambassador to Israel, David Sharma, who who doesn't live in the seat, uh, promised to move into the seat, who was running for the seat of Wentworth. Um, who was who had written an op ed saying um, yeah last December yeah saying that what Donald Trump was proposing was right you know that you know um, the negotiations aren't going anywhere so what we should do is mix things up and change a new tactic you know reward the oppressor, <laughs> recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel don't worry about the Palestinians. Um, the fact that you know back in 1948 if we were to accept that resolution, Jerusalem was to be corpus separatum. It was supposed to be an international city administered by the United Nations, as a separate state, a separate area for all three religions. Uh,
1: Sorry to stop you, but just on this particular point, he contradicting he contradicted himself because last December he wrote an article uh, arguing that Australia should be careful in not necessarily following the footsteps of Trump when it comes to the embassy. So within a few months, he changed his mind and he put a suggestion to our prime minister. And the suggestion is that we should recognize Jerusalem or we should move our embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem.
0: And and their argument, I, I think it's fallacious, but their argument is we're moving it to West Jerusalem, which in any two-state solution would be the the, the capital of Israel and you know Israel should have its right to c- declare its capital where it wants mm. it shouldn't be up to the rest of the world to decide well the reality is that Israel was created by the rest of the world on the um, pretext of Palestine ceasing to exist
1: let's let's go to the text of the joint media statement I won't read it uh, but I will just uh, read the four points number one uh, it said that Australia will vote no in the upcoming UN General Assembly resolution on the Palestinian Authority, uh, chairing the Group 77. So that's another time where Australia isolates itself with the famous two, Israel and the United States, versus the whole world mm-hmm. in uh, when it comes to Palestine. So that's number one. Number two, that's the, the important one, is that the government will carefully examine the argument put forward by Australia's former ambassador to Israel, David Sharma, like you said, Nasser, that we should consider recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel without prejudices to its final boundaries. Just broad text, Mm -hmm. but it's actually doing what Trump did last December. Mm -hmm. The third one, is to upgrade the Australian-Israeli relations to include defence uh, attaché. And the final one in, is to review Australia's position on the Iran nuclear deal. Mm-hmm. So that came last Tuesday in the press conference. And we should
0: say why it came. Here mm-hmm. we are in a seat that um, the right side of politics, the Liberal Party and its predecessors, has held since federation. It's never been independent or Labor, it's only ever it's, been Liberal. Mm, that's amazing in itself. They've held it, the swing required was 17%, which means it's a very, very, very safe seat. Um, uh, to their credit, I think the Labor Party knew they couldn't win, but ran a, we're not going to try to win, but we're not going to try and lose, and we're going to try and help the Liberal Party. They were they were very strategic, the Labor Party. I, you know, You have to give them credit. And Morrison and Sharma... On Tuesday, went, hold on a second. 13% of its population is Jewish. You know, ordinarily politicians open up a school or a hospital or build a pool. And what they've gone is these Australians, what we're going to do is reward them in Israel. Hmm. We'll give them an attache. We'll vote no in the upcoming UN uh, General Assembly. We'll move um, Tel Aviv and uh, we'll move our uh, embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. And we'll say we're out of the uh, uh, G7 or whatever it is for G70, R- 70. G77. G77. Uh, for Iran, so we've cheapened our democracy to the point where we're rewarding a constituency within a formerly safe liberal seat in a foreign, uh, in a foreign way. You know, in a country that is foreign to the constituency we're in, without telling our defence forces to upgrade security at all levels, without consideration as to the significant disparity in trade between Arab and Muslim countries in Australia and the State of Israel and Australia, whilst we're trying to organise a free trade agreement with Indonesia, Indonesia. whilst the Palestinian foreign minister is in Indonesia at the same time. Mm. I mean, the stupidity of Scott Morrison and David Sharma, over and above which they've cheapened the Palestinians and our just rights to Jerusalem, and we remind our listeners that the Jerusalem Al-Quds Peace Prize on the 29th of November, go to JerusalemPeacePrize.com to get your tickets, that Jerusalem is ours. They cheapened it, He cheapened it to a point where it was a trading card to get 13% of, his, of that constituency of Wentworth to vote for him. The stupidity of this man is that observant Jews who observe the Sabbath... <laughs> had, already,
1: vo- had already voted.
0: Won't vote on a Saturday. They'd already voted. <laughs> a. B... There's 87% of the constituency that is not Jewish. Mm. Many of them are liberal voters. And, now, and C, not every Jewish person will accept this bribe. Well, let's, let's just go to the 87%. Yeah. Because you just have to win a majority of the 87% to end up 50. Yeah? Mm. Um, the 87% that's not Jewish, how many of those people went cynically, you know, who went? This is such a cynical, cheap ploy to win mm. an election. Like just normal people power. who went, I voted Liberal my whole life. I'm a rich white person, you know, live in Bondi or live in Rose Bay. I mean, it's tra-la-la. This, yeah. is, this is like the this best This is one of the of, fancy
1: suburbs of Sydney. Uh, not
0: just the fancy. I mean, we're talking houses that are 10 a 20 $50, 100000000 million, you yeah? um, know. They're there going, are you serious? Mm. This is what our Prime minister's going to do on the so, Tuesday before a by-election is to come here and promise a constituency of this seat, something overseas.
1: Hmm.
0: you're going to compromise our foreign relations, our foreign policy, our defence force to win this by-election here for the the 13% of the constituency that's Jewish. There will have been people there who went... I was going to vote liberal, but I can't vote liberal for somebody that's stupid. Mm. R- Robert, and it uh, backfired too, horrifically. Oh, he didn't lost it? by 1,700 yeah, votes. I mean, she, is... Phelps is only up by 1,700 votes.
2: Didn't oh. it also go against what Turnbull and Bishop have always said that we're not going to move the embassy? Yeah. It's part of, you okay. know, it's going to ruin the, the peace process. The whole world
0: has said that, other yeah. than Guatemala and the idiot Trump. Guatemala. Look, this, is,
2: this is a
1: very important yeah. uh, point to raise, uh, Robert, because this is in contradiction not only. To the uh, bipartisan agreement, or to the historic position of Australia's foreign policy on Palestine/Israel, this is in contradiction to his own his own, uh, party. His own party and including the former uh, cabinet, like you said, uh, uh, Turnbull and Bishop uh, considered mm-hmm. that, and then they thought maybe no because it will put our national interests.
2: Well, in, even in when against America. And that's very, very unusual that, that when America moved it, we were asked, and Bishop and Turnbull both said, no, we're not going to do it. Because we're not going to consider it at this point. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Because it does not serve our national... So I chose a desperate prime minister trying to get votes. And it, it, it's as a Palestinians, the two of you, you should be affronted that, you know, they're using you as pawns. But it happens all the time within our government.
1: And also, Robert, in, 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 on our way here, uh, you and I uh, raised the point that, you know, every commentator in Australia who opposed uh this move and uh, said that it's a silly one and doesn't and doesn't serve australia's interests, said that on the basis that indonesia. it indonesia it, it's Indonesia and our potential deals with the Arab worlds, not on the basis of morality, not on the basis that this is the wrong thing to do to the to the oppressed people i want to it see, free trade with i indonesia. want to see people in australia i mean or commentators hopefully who will just uh, question the ethics and morality.
2: I think in mainstream you're not going to see it, but, you know, you've got the the New Matilda. These other, which are very, very small newspapers, are talking about it in the mainstream. I Mm. I don't see it happening for a while.
0: To be be fair, you know, New Matilda, crikey, absolutely, you know, fully on board from the humanitarian perspective. But that being said, you know, when the Australian writes uh, an editorial, regardless of why they justified the erroneous position that Morrison took... You know, when when a Murdoch national broadsheet says you're an idiot, I mean, you know, you're an idiot. You, 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 then you are an idiot, and, and you're in the right <laughs> wing, and you're the prime minister. You know, you're you're you're, you're yeah. you know, mm. you're you're a card carrying idiot. You know, you pull out your business card, it says, "I am the idiot." <laughs> but the problem is, they're not talking <laughs> really about the idiot.
2: Palestinian humanity, the, or the human rights. They're saying it's you know nothing to do with them. It's going to affect <clears throat> the Indonesian free trade.
0: Well, and no, I, I think. Well, so, so there was—I there was, can't remember who the author was—but in the Australian Rob, who said, didn't mention any of that. He said, "That's the whole issue has gotten – its irresponsible for a, a prime minister to bring a foreign policy issue into a domestic by-election yeah. and that constituency. Yeah. Don't worry about the humanity. Don't worry about trade. What, what are you doing? I mean, it's so cheap and mm. so so—it's like um, you know." Uh, putting the ball under three cups. And it's slow motion stupidity. You're, yeah. you're, you're a car It's almost rick. treasonous. Dr. Uh, Tony. Uh, treasonous, Not that mate. far. No.
1: Dr. Tony Walker from Latrobe University uh, said that I can think of no other example in Australian political history where a foreign policy issue with far-reaching implications for national security has been considered because of the concerns about the loss of a single seat. So this is unprecedented. Yeah, well, the, the,
0: the really, really good thing is it exposed the impotence the impotence, impotence, of our Zionist enemies. Mm. The Executive Council of Australian Jewellery, the 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 uh, um, New South Wales Jewish Board of Deputies. They all organised uh, uh, a speakers forum so that the um, the candidates a candidate forum so they could speak to the constituency. They didn't invite the sixteen people. They invited the um, uh, I think four, but definitely three: Phelps, the Liberal Ashama, uh, and the Labor guy. I think it's Tim Murray, and I think a fourth. Mm. But definitely the, the three and maybe a fourth. And they, you know, what are you, what are you, what's, what's your position on Israel? Uh, what's your position on Iran? And, you know, put them under the grill. I mm. mean, the reality is Phelps converted to Judaism when she married her partner. You know, uh, she's in a, a same sex marriage and um, um, she converted to Judaism, Karen Phelps. And, um, you know, we weren't invited to that. Strangely, uh, Nasser Ahmed Arumawi and, <laughs> Ar- and Robert Ahmed Arumawi we weren't, we weren't invited to that um, briefing. But, you know, they put them up to really grill them, you know, to make sure their position was right, and they used all of their power. The rabbis were talking in in temples, etc. although one rabbi did say uh, don't vote liberal because of their climate change policy. But anyway, that's as an aside. Um, that the Jews of um, Wentworth did not... Vote as the Zionist uh, the ECAG, ECAG, Executive Council Australian Jewry and the New, New, South, New South Wales Jewish Board of Deputies had wanted to. Because if they, if the Jews en masse voted exactly Sharma 1, Phelps 10 or 20 or whatever on the... He would have uh, been safe. He would have been safe. Mm. There's no... Qu- so they
1: were not able to deliver. In other words, there is a shift in uh, the Australian uh, jury from its historical unconditional support of Israel? Well,
0: I I don't know that that there's ever been unconditional support. What the...
1: uh, Or let's say the the vast majority... uh,
0: Australia-Israel Jewish Affairs Council, AJAC, the the etc. These non-elected representative bodies, these are non-elected. There is no... um, They're not based out of the constituency of the Jewish uh, community. They are non-elected representative bodies. Um, have been able to use a stick upon our politicians and media to say you know A B C D E and here they were in Wentworth saying this is what we need you to say come to our public forum what's your position on A B C D E and in the end delivered nothing. Mm. So have we heard of that
2: from them since? Oh, have yeah. they spoken about well, I mean, it? Because I heard Alec uh, Rivkin on all of the shows before that. I wonder what he
0: said since. Yeah, he said nothing. Um, So it'd be – I I hope that our politicians take away from this the next time they get a call saying you should come on a fully – on business class trip to Israel and have a look what a thriving, beautiful democracy we are and how well we oppress people so that you can use the same munitions and uh, uh, police training techniques here in Australia, that they would say no because there is no reason for us to be uh, scared or – Manipulated by this lobby because they were able to deliver nothing for Melbourne. Yeah, t- but t- but t- also, yeah, uh, Morrison, Morrison.
1: Morrison uh, visited the uh, Beth Weisman organization in Melbourne on Saturday. So that was on Saturday. And then the thing was on Tuesday. And then according to the Facebook page of that organization, um, they said that Morrison reiterated the government support. Uh, and I don't I find it difficult To uh, To believe that The embassy Issue was not brought up In that uh, you said, We're an embarrassment
0: the, the reality is Scott Morrison's The Prime Minister of Australia mm. If you celebrate God On a Saturday And you're an Australian You're an Australian There's nothing wrong With Scott Morrison Visiting a, a, a temple Or a synagogue no, And about speaking the, to the his Timing yeah, uh, Of course Speaking to his constituency He should be doing that He should also be going To churches and mosques Etc, etc, etc Um the fact that he's choosing to do it at a time in the electoral cycle mm. where he is uh seeking to sway 13% of a, a population by promising not things that would reward Australians in Australia
1: mm. it's not something yeah. that people this is, this ordinary people will benefit yeah. from
0: no, it's it's not i know and and when you when you put that into a global context it's we're wrong. We're on the wrong side of history. And this this is the hurtful thing. I mean, aside from the fact that we're Palestinians, if you and I, and we care about this situation, just as a human being, it's just not right. Mm. It's just not right. Now, you know, if he was there saying, I'm going to um, build a new school in this suburb and we've got to upgrade that road and I want a new train station. Well, that's what you can do because we're going to upgrade the NBN. You, you, that that's what true. politicians do: is spend money in that constituency for our community. But you know, mm. to say you're going to move the embassy from Tel Aviv—that's not issue for 200 million dollars. A cost for zero. We we're mm. getting nothing out of it, mm. other than to endeavour to do something different for the Moraband peace process. I mean, it's just—it's fallacious. And the, his constituency said no. I mean, 1,700 votes—that's not a huge number. I am—I am sure that he um, Scott Morrison cost himself liberal voters, but he also cost himself Jewish secular votes. Mm. There would have been Jews there that went, I, I'm actually, you, you, I'm, I'm not that cheap. My vote is not that cheap.
1: So that's mm. like you said, uh, doing uh, the wrong thing. Didn't Didn't
0: th- doing the wrong thing, wrong. We did the wrong thing wrong, but he also does a disservice to the Jews.
1: Mm.
0: It's a disservice to think that There's they are that cheap. that They've got concerns about climate change. The Jews have got concerns about children in mm. Nauru. The Jews of Wentworth have got concerns about um, school safety. They've got same uh, concerns about LGBTI rights. They're a community like everybody else, like all of us. But to singularly say to thirteen percent of Wentworth, "Guess what? I've got a great uh, uh, prize behind door number one for you." I mean, it's 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 Thanks, so. But no. I mean, he's cheapened them to a point. Oh, look, I, you know, I mean, mm. we've been accused of being anti-Semites, but I reckon that's almost that's got to be some form of anti-Semitism to say, "Here you go, Jews. I've got a prize for you. Vote for me."
2: Um, as, but, as Palestinians, does the the turnaround of the vote give you some hope? I mean, as a what
0: well, gives me it, it, it makes me feel good because it, it's proof that Jews are not one homogenous body. They think and feel as everybody else does, on particular issues differently. No,
1: I'll tell you, uh, last Saturday, uh, within my friend's circles, it was a weekend, and, you know, I've never heard or seen my friend's are interest, as much interested in the internal politics as much they were last weekend. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was talking, have you heard the news? Yeah. Any news, anything about the Wentworth? All of, all of, a, all of a sudden, <laughs> we're talking about Wentworth. I've never heard yeah. of this before. And then we were, so to answer your question, yes, this is an issue of much importance. It was
2: uh, to us, and it was so good to see the liberals lose because of what they did. And and it's put it on the news because everyone's discussing it on all all, on different sides.
0: I mean, from from our point of view, like I've never ever followed the Wentworth by election. I mean, the reality is it's been Malcolm Turnbull's seat for. So it's never going to change. A decade and a half. If Malcolm Turnbull was running, he would have still won seventeen or eighteen or twenty percent. You know, there's no question. But and and up until the Tuesday, you know, I didn't think that they could lose. But on the Tuesday, when he opened his mouth like that, I went. I mean, it's too late for us to move to Wentworth and, you know, register to vote and you know, get on the electoral roll and etc. cetera. Short notice. Sure, yeah, It's a bit, bit tough for us to go up there and yeah. try and swing the seat in a branch stack. But up until that point, you know, agnostic because it's such a safe liberal seat. How do you lose it? Mm. But then at that point you go, aside from the question of Palestine, I mean, we have to remember, you know, we're, we're Australians. All three of us are Australians. Mm. You have cheapened Australian politics like no other politician Mm. has ever done before.
1: Mm.
0: And to the point where that constituency that you were trying to bribe refuted you
1: because it didn't work. And and, and what he actually said – uh, was trying to connect it to the peace process by saying <laughs> this, let's try in more innovative things. And he wanted to sound like he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. That if you've done something for so long and it didn't uh, achieve results, so it's a time to do something new. So he used the words innovative. He used the word uh, sensible. He used words that are in no way a reflection to what he actually did mm-hmm. um, to maybe convince the Palestinian to go back to negotiations to in 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 in, the, in doing service to the peace process, which is nonsense, which is rubbish. Australia mm. will never influence the future of the peace process to start with. Australia is a marginal uh, body oh, look, when you, it comes The
0: reality but, but, is that Australia is a middle power. Now, if if he wanted to do something innovative, he would say, you know what, it hasn't worked. There's a power disparity. Yeah, Israel let's address occupation. Yeah, Israel is supported by the one global superpower. Israel is a nuclear-armed state. The Palestinians have been oppressed for 51, 71 years, 48, 67... Um, there's, uh, I mean, given 30, nothing Given nothing The settlements are growing Jordan Valley is being um, stolen off them Wall encroaching but on land I know what I'm going to do I'm going to recognize the state of Palestine mm. On the forty-nine Armistice Th- Line I'm going to declare East Jerusalem As the pa- uh, capital of Palestine I'm mm. going to cease trading with Israel Because it's a, an, a rogue apartheid state That doesn't comply with international law And I'm going to be advocating For other like-minded countries to follow me and he would get my vote how good is that <laughs> yes. that's innovative that's, that's innovative. innovative and he would be a leader yeah. i mean that would not, assess, not he, he, you that. know he it would be the leader of the party the day after but, I,
1: <laughs> I want to elaborate on one of the uh, sentences in the uh, media statement where it says while acknowledging east jerusalem as the expected capital of a future palestinian state Now, this is delusional because it gives the impression that he's being fair. So he will will recognize West Jerusalem to be the capital of Israel and will recognize East Jerusalem to be the capital of Palestine. By the sound of it, that's fine, that's fair, and that's what the Palestinians are advocating for. But in reality, when you recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, ask Israel what they think of Jerusalem. The Israelis what they've been doing for the last 50 years is that they're acting and talking about greater muni- uh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem municipality and greater Jerusalem municipality means all of it. annexing what they occupied in 48 what is to- what is today called west Jerusalem to what they occupied in 67 what is called east Jerusalem and not only annexing the land also importing and implanting People? settlements yeah. Yes, settlements by importing settlers from Canada, from America and from uh, Russia Russia and all around the world on the expense of the landowners and by provoking the permanent residencies. Because imagine you were a citizen of a state and then the next morning your land is occupied and then you became a permanent resident, not a citizen. And while revoking the citizenship and permanent residency of the Palestinians of Jerusalem to change the demography. So if you want to recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, then you are endorsing and legalizing and legitimizing first occupation, second colonization and, uh, and, and settlement, third uh, uh, revoking the uh, or 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 ethnic cleansing of East Jerusalem, and the list goes on and on. So Australia has said it for the first time that yes, we're fine with all that, and we endorse everything Israel wants to do in Jerusalem.
0: Mm-mm. And and we should say rewarding as well. Rewarding oh, yeah, yeah.
1: rewarding the wrongdoer.
0: So in the statement, it actually says consider. Consider. Yeah, it doesn't actually say we're going to do it. So on top of that, he's there with uh, Morrison's there with Sharma on Tuesday, saying on Saturday, vote for me because I'm going to consider. To consider. So, so it's a bribe that you know he's got he's, virtual, ha- he's got a hand behind his back with his fingers crossed. Like if we win, we're going to consider it. I mean, it's not even a real bribe.
2: It's a typical politician.
0: It's it's, it's such a it's such a, he's so car cheap. Salesman. It's just
1: wrong on every he's level. He's so
0: cheap, and you know, pandering so lowly. And the problem now is that the next. Prime Minister, next. This has become what our politicians ex- are expected to deliver to their constituency, and and beyond the implications for Palestine, what this means for our our country's future, our children, whether it be in roads or hospitals, education, immigration, all the things that our politicians are supposed to be doing. We're just we've ro- lowered the bar so low now that you know mm. you'd have, even a worm couldn't get underneath it <laughs> anymore.
1: And uh, in the press conference, he said, we're open. So uh, he used words like
0: consider and we're open to. I mean, if you're going to bribe, bribe bribe properly. Go in hard. (laughs) If you let us win, we're going to move it. We're going to, you know, there's no such thing as a Palestinian. Vote for me. I mean, you know, if you really want to go, go hard.
2: It was great to see the community of Melbourne, Sydney and Adelaide all actually decide to have protests to show their solidarity with Palestine, but also to have a throwback towards the government of, you know, trying to bribe constituents. So it was really good. We've said many, many times that the people don't represent or the government doesn't represent the people's thoughts and hopefully over time that will change.
0: You know one of the things that we we should endeavour, each of our listeners over the next week go find a friend and shake them out of their safe space. Overwhelmingly Australians support Palestinian rights. Let's mention the poll. We'll get to the poll in a second. But overwhelmingly, use if they do. But they're quiet. They're quiet on Palestine and because they're fearful. Well, this election has shown that there is nothing to fear mm. about. Nothing to fear. What, you know, the, the calling of all of the candidates to a, um, a, a Jewish uh, candidate uh, evening where they were asked questions proved that there is no stick. I mean, if Sharma had won by 18%, then you go, wow, you know. There's a stick. Not, not only did he keep all of the liberal voters, but he got, you know, enough Even of the, the, the Jewish vote. So necessarily, in fact, the Executive Council of St. in New South Wales, Jewish Board of Deputies, they were actually right. They were able to coalesce their entire community and maintain the seat for the uh, Morrison Liberal government. The fact is they weren't. So for our listeners, go find one of your friends and tell them that they mm. need to be outspoken for Palestine. Support boycotts, divestments and sanctions. Sign a, um, a, a a petition. Go to apan.org.au or bdsaustralia.net.au or to any of the other Palestinian support groups. Join, donate, participate.
1: And also ask your uh, local uh, MP to consider... Recognizing right. the state. Yeah, yeah. And another state. good
2: thing that our listeners could do, actually, is send our podcasts. Because we've had all the different subjects. People can learn from it, send questions in. But you're right. You've got to start the conversation somewhere. Well, we've
0: got to, I mean, you know, when you speak to anybody, they go, yes, you know, we're on your side and whatever. We need you not to, not to support us in quiet. Don't support us and over a coffee. Well, it's support not supporting, us. is it? Support out loud. Because at some point, Palestine is going to be free. And you want to say that you're on the right side of the conversation. You were not quiet.
1: And the whole thing starts with one simple sentence. Let's talk Palestine. And with this, we've come to the end of um, another great show. Another great show. Thank you, guys. And, no, thank uh, you, Yusuf. Is that I Yusuf Ahmed Rumawi? Al- al- and Robert Ahmed Martin. I, <laughs> I think it actually And Nasser Ahmed Al Mashni. Until we meet next uh, Saturday, th- this is the three of us wishing you the best of time and salam.